Blog Talk Radio. Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Cutler Hour. I am your host, Michael Cutler. It is April the 30th, 2021, the last day of April. Uh, we've had April showers. <clears throat> now, hopefully tomorrow we'll have some May flowers. I hope all of you are doing well wherever you are. Uh, sorry for being about a minute late and getting my program up and running. It's been a hectic uh, day, hectic week, but I am very much uh, happy to join you and gratified that you're there. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope that my perspectives this evening will be helpful. Uh, you know, we just heard from President Biden address the Congress, uh, much of what he said, uh, very disconcerting. Uh, but what's incredible, and, and I have to give credit where it's due, Tucker Carlson did a really good job on his program yesterday with little snippets of how the media on the left, including some journalists who you would imagine would be relatively fair, <clears throat> reacted to the Biden speech as though he was the voice of God. He had inflection. He altered his tone. The words were incredible. He sounded like your grandfather. Hmm, okay. I have to tell you, it would have been interesting if some of that uh, attitude had been uh, present when President Trump was in the White House. And again, I'll go back and say it, that I didn't always agree with Trump. But my gosh, not a negative word about anything that Joe Biden said or did, from the way he was breathing to the way he looked into the camera. I mean, it was unbelievable. This isn't a journal. These aren't journalists. It's a cult. It's an absolute cult. They're supposed to be objectivity. Journalists are supposed to be asking questions that Americans would like answered. That's the point to a journalist. We can't be in the room. They're supposed to be there. So they're supposed to be speaking truth to power. And the way that you listen to what they had to say about Joe Biden blew my mind. <clears throat> Pardon me. There was absolutely no objectivity. It's just difficult to explain. And so if you have neighbors who disagree with you about the issues, try to find out who they're listening to, who they're watching on TV, because they're watching these so-called journalists who are falling all over themselves to, you know, turn Joe Biden into larger than life. After a while, a steady diet of that has to warp your own perspective. This is what propaganda is about. This is pure propaganda, and, and I just have no idea what in the world they think they're doing or why they're doing it, but it was, it was, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. You expect journalists to be fair and objective, and boy, oh, boy, it's been a long time since, um, for most of these characters, the words fair and objective would apply. <clears throat> anyway, forgive me. Um, I want to get into a couple of the articles 
that I've written for Front Page Magazine this week. Last week, I focused on interior enforcement for the American conservative. I hope that you will all check that article out. But this week, and if you look at, uh, at my program on, on the web, you know that two of the articles that I wrote for Front Page Magazine, most recently, the one that was published yesterday, uh, Profiteers of Biden Administration's Open Border Policy, Malfeasance Has Its Rewards, and just two days earlier, <clears throat> my article was entitled Biden's Curious Choice to Lead Customs and Border Protection as Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus refused to assist Border Patrol. I, I think we should probably start with the earlier article, the one about Chris Magnus, and then we will uh, head over to the profiteering by, I don't know how many people, organizations, companies, all feeding at a very deep and lucrative trough. And so understand, uh, you know, for one, uh, what's the expression? One man, one, one man's meat. Boy, if I can get the words out, one man's meat is another man's poison. Uh, I'm not being sexist, so one person's meat, okay, <laughs> before I get anybody upset. But at least they can't cancel me here, although you never know. You never know because we'd rely on the Internet to get the program out. So let's start with the story about Chris Magnus, the president selectee, to run the United States uh, Border Patrol and the inspectors at the ports of entry because he would be heading up, if he's confirmed, Customs and Border Protection. And by the way, I am compelled once again to talk about, at least briefly, how it is that we have separate law enforcement agencies enforcing immigration law when DHS was created. This was a violation of the Homeland Security Act, which was the enabling legislation that brought DHS into existence in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. By the way, I just have to throw this in parenthetically. Uh, one of the things that Biden said during his remarks before Congress really rattled my cage immensely. He said that the insurrection that occurred January 6th this, this past year, or this year actually, at the Capitol, posed a greater threat to American democracy than any that we've seen since the Civil War. Wow. The insurrection, as he describes it, I would call it a riot, but okay, posed a greater threat to democracy in America than anything since the Civil War. So that means we're ruling out World War I, we're ruling out World War II, Pearl Harbor, nope, not nearly, 9-11, forget about it, this is it. And one of the other statements is that the threat posed by white supremacist terrorists is greater than the threat posed by foreign terrorists. I have to tell you, that rattles my cage immensely. I am concerned with any extremist of any flavor, anyone who thinks that the solution to political disagreements is violence. We certainly saw that during the summer, uh, and the media, of course, called it peaceful demonstrations, even as cities were burning and people were being shot and killed and businesses were being destroyed. Peaceful demonstration, largely peaceful. Wow. What happened at the Capitol was terrible. It never should have happened. But there were no weapons found. The only shots known to have been fired were fired by a federal officer who killed an unarmed woman who happened to be an Air Force veteran. We still don't know the name of that officer, by the way. Isn't that remarkable? Maybe it's because she was white. I don't know. 
I was just watching a documentary about the Tuskegee Airmen. Those of you not familiar with that, I think it was the 332nd Fighter Group. These were black pilots. The Air Force uh, did not believe that they could, or the Air Corps did not believe that blacks could meet the standards. It was incredible. It was horrible. Um, at Brooklyn College, I, I worked my way through college. Um, it was not an easy ride. People go through hell. Um, and, and that's why when I hear this business about white privilege and all this other stuff, we need to look upon each other with equal respect. That was what Martin Luther King's dream was. That's what the Equal Employment Opportunity Acts were about. That's why the Supreme Court ruled that separate but equal is not equal. We, we really need to end all notions of race being a dividing factor in our society, period. And one of the people that I worked for was the photographer at Brooklyn College, George Bing, who happened to have been at Tuskegee Airmen, and he was incredible, soft-spoken. You never could have imagined this guy was a fighter pilot shooting Nazi airplanes out of the sky in the skies over Germany to protect American bombers. Amazing man. Um, I was supposed to work for him, but he said, look, this is a college. I need to not only have you work for me, but I want you to learn to be a photographer. I want you to learn how things happen. Don't just do the work. This should be a learning opportunity as well as an opportunity to make money. What a great guy. Uh, and when we spoke about the horrors of discrimination and racism, I said to him, George, you are risking your life, and I'm sure many of your friends were killed, badly injured during the war. How did this make you feel, knowing that you were doing this for a country that treated blacks differently from whites? And he said, Mike, I felt pity for them. He said, look what they did to the Jews in the Holocaust. <clears throat> and I explained to George that I was named for my grandmother, my mother's mother, who was killed in Poland because I'm Jewish, because we're Jewish. My whole family is. And he said, it's just as stupid. He said, people are dying because of stupidity. He said, I'm not even angry at the bigots. I feel terrible for them that they're that stupid, that they're that foolish. I mean, he was such a gentleman. He was such a role model, this um, gentleman, George Bing. Um, and, and that's the whole point. <clears throat> when you look at the insanity of discrimination, it's just that. To hold people accountable for things that are beyond their control, their race, their sex, their religion, their ethnicity, that's just wrong-headed. It's stupid. It's immoral. But you don't substitute one for the other. And that was the point that Tim Scott made, Senator Tim Scott, that racism is racism. And I believe that's what we're witnessing. And it's terrible. And as someone whose family was decimated in the Holocaust because of racism and anti-Semitism and bigotry, uh, I find it very disconcerting. We should be, as Martin Luther King said, judging each other by the content of our heart, the uh, content of our soul, not the color of our skin. Just something I had to throw in here. But goodness, um, Joe Biden was making all these points about immigration, and, and we're going to get to that afterwards. But all you really need to know about Joe Biden and immigration or anything else is he's disconnected from the truth. There's just no other way of putting it. He is blaming the Trump administration on the crisis at the border, which had eased under Trump's policies and actions, building the wall, the Remain in Mexico policy, making it clear that we would enforce the immigration laws, not out of racism, 
And in fact, the immigration laws have nothing to do with race. So when you have arguments with your friends or neighbors, please explain this to them. Our immigration laws make no distinction about race, religion, or ethnicity. If they did, I couldn't have enforced those laws for 30 seconds, let alone 30 years. I keep saying it, and I will continue to say it. <clears throat> and the people most likely to be hurt by transnational criminals are the immigrants living within the ethnic immigrant community where the transnational criminals live. And it's not just from Latin America. Asian organized crime, the Jamaican drug posses, the Italian mob, the Israeli mob. I've arrested knuckleheads from every flavor imaginable because human nature is human nature. And when criminals come here from another country, they're going to set up shop in the communities where the people are most like they are. So if you're a member of the Mexican cartel, you're not living in the Jamaican community or the Chinese community, you're living within the Mexican community, within the Latino community. Guess who's at greatest risk? The members of the Latino community. It's not anti-immigrants who enforce the laws to keep criminals out of our country. It's not bigotry to enforce laws that want to make certain that we don't have Americans lose their jobs or suffer wage suppression because of foreign workers. This is common sense. You're not antisocial, if you're careful about opening the door to a stranger, that's common sense. And when George W. Bush created the Department of Homeland Security, I came to call the Department of Homeland Surrender because he took immigration and cut it in half. That was never supposed to happen. When you create two separate law enforcement agencies, we get into all kinds of technical issues. I'm not going to get into it, but the third agency rule, it becomes unwieldy to share information with other agencies. And, and then Bush not only cut immigration into ICE and CBP, Immigration, Customs Enforcement, and Border Patrol, then he folded in other agencies. So immigration, immigration and Customs Enforcement, they also had TSA, they also have ATF, they also have Secret Service, all folded into one agency. Why? Besides immigration law enforcement. Now, the remarkable thing is, we know that 9-11 was only possible, and other terrorist attacks were only possible because of multiple failures of the immigration system. John Hostetler, the Republican chairman of the House Immigration Subcommittee, and I testified for John a bunch of times. He worked cooperatively together, great man from Indiana. I even campaigned for him because the shock of shocks, the Republicans defunded his campaign. Perhaps, I don't know, I'm speculating. I hate to speculate, but perhaps because he took on President um, George W. Bush's immigration policies, which were disastrous. <clears throat> we knew that immigration was at the heart of the ability of the terrorists to enter the country and embed themselves, go about their deadly preparations. And not just the 9-11 hijackers, but repeatedly in the past, and we've seen the same thing play out since. Immigration was the vulnerability. You would have thought that Bush would have had a laser focus on immigration, but he didn't. He did everything he could to create what John Hostetler referred to at a hearing where I testified. He called George Bush's decisions or his administration's decisions as giving us immigration incoherence, making it impossible to secure the borders or enforce the law. Donald Trump was unique. He was the first president, maybe since Eisenhower or JFK, who understood and supported national sovereignty. He spoke about sovereignty at the U.N. and sent half the people there to the bathroom, I suspect. George W. Bush was a globalist. Barack Obama, globalist. Bill Clinton, globalist. And Joe Biden, well, you see the point. <clears throat> so 
we have a situation, and I wrote about this, and I hope you will check out my articles. What I'm going to ask you to do, this is really important. Please forward the links to as many people as you can, whether you can post it on social media or send out an email or text people. Please try to be part of my bucket brigade of truth to get people to understand what's really going on. This is really important, and increasingly Americans are getting more concerned with the Mexican border, but this is far more than the Mexican border. When you release people, catch and release, they're headed to the interior. So don't sit back and say, well, I live in New Jersey, I live in Pennsylvania, I live in Chicago. Who cares about the Mexican border? These folks are being dispersed everywhere, every part of the country. New York has a huge Central American population. Why? Because people don't stay at the border. When they get across, they head for the rest of the country. And Biden right now has all kinds of volunteers as well as the Border Patrol moving these people throughout the United States. Transporting illegal aliens is a felony, but here we are. Here we are. There's no real expectation that these people will ever... Um, be dealt with except to give them citizenship at some point. The numbers will get so great, and the argument will continue. Well, we can't arrest them all. Let's give them all citizenship. Hell, why don't we just declare everybody born on planet Earth to be a U.S. citizen and be done with it, and then we could dismantle our borders altogether? How would that work for you? This is insanity. This is a prescription for national suicide. And I'm not a conservative. I'm a lifelong registered Democrat. And, in fact, it was President Roosevelt who was strongest on immigration enforcement during the Depression to protect jobs and wages for Americans. That's what we're talking about. And that's why when I hear people say, you know, in politics, we need to give the undocumented, right, the undocumented, I love that term, we need to give the undocumented driver's licenses because how else would they go to work? They're not supposed to be working. They're taking jobs that should be going to Americans and lawful immigrants. The Labor Department used to run immigration to protect jobs and wages. So this is a repudiation of everything that America has stood for because these politicians are bought and paid for. Campaign contributions are bribes. So Bush gave us a travesty. I was told that every time I testified, he had a meltdown. In fact, I was told by one member of Congress, that he was in the Oval Office, and my name came up in discussion in the Oval Office, and Bush started cursing a blue streak. I only wish I had a video clip. I'd love to see it. It would give me great pleasure to see him cursing at the mention of my name. Wow. So then after Bush, we had Obama. Disaster. And we had Donald Trump, a respite from the madness, and we're back in the thick of it again. I wrote about Alejandro Mayorkas, head of Homeland Security. I want to know where the, where the Republicans were during confirmation hearings. Mayorkas runs every agency under DHS. So that's ICE, that's the Border Patrol. It's everything under Homeland Security. And when he was the deputy director of Homeland Security for Obama, and before that he was the director of Citizenship and Immigration Services, a subdivision of Homeland Security, he was investigated, Mayorkas was, but politicizing the issuance of visas, visas that were being used potentially by terrorists. Think about that. And the inspector general did not give him a clean bill of health. They said, yeah, he acted politically. He acted to help a company that was affiliated with Terry McAuliffe, affiliated with the Clintons. That should have been it. 
He ordered the adjudicators to get to, yes, approve all these applications for visas and green cards, even though we know that immigration fraud was the key method of entry and embedding for the terrorists. I've testified about this. I experienced it. My very first fraud investigation as a brand-new agent caused me to trip over a terror plot in Israel. We wound up preventing the bombing of an oil refinery. Immigration fraud. How many of the terrorists have made false applications for political asylum or claimed they worked on farms and so forth. And again, we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end. But we, we see where these lies really have severe implications. I, I used to write for a publication called The Social Contract. I wrote a major article for them, Immigration Lies, Immigration Fraud, rather, The Lies That Kill. Immigration Fraud, The Lies That Kill. By lying on the visa application, by lying about political asylum, by lying about their identities, terrorists and fugitives have entered the United States and pose a threat to our safety and well-being. That's how serious this is. So Mayorkas is now the guy that runs the Department of Homeland Surrender, as I call it, Homeland Security. And now we get to Chris Magnus. Chris Magnus, chief of police in Arizona, was approached by the Border Patrol within the last year or two. They had a fugitive escape custody, and they said to him, Chief, we need you to have your folks help us look for this guy. He's a fugitive, and he's on the run. And Chris Magnus said, nope, I'm not going to help the Border Patrol. We're not going to have local police working with immigration law enforcement. That's going to cause the immigrant community to not trust the police. That's a lot of garbage, by the way. One of my responsibilities when I was assigned to the Unified Intelligence Division of DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration in New York, and when I was promoted to senior special agent and assigned for 10 years to the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force, one of my key responsibilities, besides being another warm body to go out on field operations and help with surveillance and arrests and that sort of thing, was to use my specific immigration authority to cultivate informants and cooperating witnesses. Aliens who are here illegally but can help materially with a serious investigation can be granted visas, can be granted temporary permission to remain here and work and send money home, can ultimately be allowed to bring family members to the United States. It's a huge incentive. But this is, again, one of the big lies. Oh, if the police work with immigration, nobody will trust the police because immigration is scum, right? Cuomo has called immigration agents thugs. Nancy Pelosi went to Mexico City about a year after 9-11 and equated immigration agents with terrorists. I kid you not. I, I can't find it on the World Wide Web, but I watched live. There was a newscast, and there's Pelosi in Mexico City saying that immigration agents in the United States were creating terror in the immigrant communities across the country, here in the United States terror, enforcing the laws that were legislated through Congress with the signature of the President of the United States. These are, these are standing laws. So the people that were asked, that were charged, not asked, but charged with enforcing the laws are terrorists. This is Nancy Pelosi. Brain freeze Nancy. If you haven't forgotten her, that image of her in front of a refrigerator. Goodness gracious. So we have this chief of police saying to the Border Patrol, take a walk, I'm not going to help you. I will never work with the Border Patrol. Well, folks, never say never. 
because Magnus is now, if he's confirmed, will be running, or should I say ruining, the border patrol. Now, what's even more amazing, and you'll see it in my article, is that there was just a press release issued by Immigration and Customs Enforcement because they were upset that a criminal alien from Europe was released, and this guy was a a suspect in an attempted murder case, released into the community without proper notification to immigration. How dare the local police not cooperate? Well, Magnus didn't cooperate, and it looks as though Biden is determined to make him the guy who will run the Border Patrol and the inspectors at ports of entry. What in the world are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? What are we doing, and why are we doing this to us? These are self-inflicted wounds. And, you know, very often people, when they see the, the blue suit or whatever color uniform a chief of police wears, they say, well, he's law enforcement. And we've heard this nonsense from other chiefs of police. Can't work with immigration. It'll screw up community relations. Well, that's a lie. I, I know. I was out there on the street in the real world, not in fantasy land. But what most people don't understand is that chiefs of police, just like many generals, are really political people. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I I had the privilege and the pleasure of addressing an executive board meeting of the International Association of Chiefs of Police back around 2005. There were about 100 or more people in the room who were chiefs of police in departments around the country. This was the executive board of IACP. This is a worldwide organization for law enforcement management professionals. And when I spoke about the need to enforce immigration law afterwards, a bunch of these chiefs came up. They said, you know, you're right, Mr. Cutler. You need to take that message all over the country. We need immigration agents to do the job. And I said, how many of you, and this is in private now, how many of you have publicly said the exact opposite? And suddenly they're all looking down at their feet. And I said, why is it that you guys don't come out there and make the statement public so that people understand the significance? And a couple of them said to me, look, you don't understand. I work for a mayor. This mayor has created sanctuary policies. If I dare disagree with him in public, he'll fire me. I said, that's wonderful. So you've made a deal with the devil. You go along to get along because otherwise you're going to lose your job. You're endangering the people that live in the community you took an oath to protect. You're endangering the lives of the men and women under your command so you can keep your job. Why can't you stand up and tell that mayor, do you not understand what you're doing violates the 9-11 Commission findings? Do you not understand what you're doing is making our hometown the target for fugitives and terrorists and members of the drug cartels? Nobody has got Well, I won't say nobody. There are some chiefs of police who have stood up. Some of them were fired. Some of them, I'd like to believe, maybe modified the the position of, of the people they work for. But please understand the chiefs of police, whatever the title is, the guy that runs the police department is a political figure. And frequently they act more like ventriloquist dummies than law enforcement because they know where their bread is buttered. They know what they must say and what they must not say if they want to keep their jobs. You want to keep the job? Don't you dare go out there and say, we're going to enforce the immigration law. So... Here's the problem with Magnus. So, meanwhile, ICE puts out this press release saying, 
they, they wouldn't cooperate with us, these cops. And this guy was out on the street. But thankfully, we were able to arrest him without incident. But if things worked the way they were supposed to, they should have told us that we could have taken him into custody. But they don't want to work with immigration. They, local law enforcement. Well, you have a perfect example of this guy, Chris Magnus, who will not work with the Border Patrol, will not work with ICE. I don't want sanctuary policies. We're just not going to work with immigration. And now he's going to be heading up most of immigration enforcement. This is insanity. This is absolute, off-the-rails, off-the-wall, hang-mattresses-on-the-wall insanity. But this is what Biden continues to do. He is doing everything that he possibly can to obstruct and terminate immigration law enforcement and border security. I mean, I just want you to stop and let the enormity of that insanity sink in. If, if, you, if you like, I mean, I've, I've read it in the past, but, but go back to my articles. Border security is national security. The 9-11 Commission made it clear that border security is a tool of the counterterrorism arsenal. And so you have a president who's absolutely ignoring it, which brings me back to my frustration with Donald Trump, because during the debate, Trump should have asked Joe Biden a simple question. Have you read the 9-11 Commission report? But he didn't. What he did do is ask Joe Biden, can you say law enforcement, Joe? And I thought, boy, oh, boy, does that miss the mark? Does that miss the mark? Because if the American people would only understand that immigration is not about bigotry, and then, you know, you hear the crap, oh, my God, a 100 years ago there were Chinese exclusion years. Yes, there were. Then 100 years ago, horses were used to pull wagons everywhere, and if you weren't careful, you'd step in a pile of horse droppings. Well, the horses are gone, okay? And the Chinese Exclusion Act is gone. But this is the old fallback. See, we used to be bigots. Well, okay, used to be. The people that wrote the Chinese Exclusion Law aren't alive. Probably their kids aren't even alive. But they're going to wag their finger in your face and say, there was a time when Chinese people weren't allowed in. Okay. Was it right? No. But this is the game. America is no good. It will never be good because the 1619 Project, the 1619 slaves are brought to America. In 1619, tragically, slaves are being brought to countries all over the world. Does it make it right? But what in the world does it have to do with today? I don't think anybody who was alive in 1619 is is, is walking the halls of of Congress. It's over 400 years ago. And people fall for the stupidity. I remember when they wanted to build the wall, they passed legislation. That was on MSNBC. Yeah, believe it or not, MSNBC having a debate. And they said, well, they just passed money in Congress for a border wall. I said, they won't build it. And they didn't. And they didn't. Because border walls work. In fact, one thing Trump said that I agreed with, walls and wheels work. And then, of course, you'll see the article like I just saw. Well, Trump's billion-dollar border wall, $5 billion, whatever the numbers are, defeated by a $5 ladder. No, it's not defeated. The point to the wall isn't the be-all and end-all. It's a layer of security that's designed to slow down the onslaught of potential illegal aliens, to slow it down. 
not end it, but as you slow them down, it becomes easier to apprehend the people that are trying to enter the country illegally. That's the goal. It's not 100%. If, they, if the border wall's up and people are running the border, we don't need the wall. No, that doesn't work that way. Or if people say to me, you know how many drugs are seized at ports of entry? Why are we bothering looking for drugs between ports of entry? They're all coming in through ports of entry. No, it's idiotic. People that can't think clearly say things like that. We're catching drugs at ports of entry, and I assure you the Border Patrol is catching drugs between ports of entry because people use different tactics to get the drugs here. When I was an inspector at Kennedy Airport back in 1972, we had people swallowing heroin in balloons or condoms. Back then, at Kennedy Airport, drugs coming in through international airports, through seaports. If you ever saw the movie The French Connection, heroin coming in on a boat and the rocker panels of a car. It's not one way. They will, the terrorists and the, the um, smugglers will use a variety of tactics, and they keep changing their playbook so that it's harder to keep up with them. It's spy versus spy on steroids. And it's lie after lie. And so now Joe Biden comes along, and he complains that it's Trump's fault because Trump wouldn't do what he's doing Incredibly. And then he said, <clears throat> if you want to see border security, fine, sign the bill that I'm proposing because we're going to put technology on the border. Technology on the border by itself is worthless, ladies and gentlemen. That's why it's technology on the border. There was a study done. I don't know where the numbers are now, but at one point it was estimated that only one half of 1% of all arrests on the Mexican border involved drones even though we had a whole bunch of them and the drones cost millions of dollars, drones by themselves don't work. The wall by itself doesn't work. And the biggest key is interior enforcement. But that's something you're never going to get. And Biden has basically told the ICE agents to stand down and not arrest illegal aliens unless they have a warrant and unless the alien has an extensive criminal history. But if they arrest anybody else without prior authorization, well, Joe Biden is revving up how many people are working for internal investigations I guarantee you that internal investigations, what we call the Office of Professional Responsibility, will go after any poor ICE agent who dares to arrest an illegal alien without a warrant, even though ICE agents have that authority. I know I made probably a couple thousand arrests as an immigration agent. But this is all part of the fake narrative. This is all part of the propaganda. We'll give you technology on the border. And all we're looking to do is to legalize the 11 million who are already here. First of all, Yale University, and I've written about this, Yale University in 2018, I believe it was, estimated back then that there were about 22,000-plus illegal aliens in the United States. I think that's even a low number. But even if you go with that number, by now we're probably up to 25 million, and I think the number's higher. And even if they give you a cutoff date, people will just come in whenever and lie about when they got here because there's no ability to interview millions of people. There's no ability to do field investigations. The adjudicator is going to sit in a little cubicle, and he or she are going to look to see what the answers are. And as long as the alien claims they came in prior to a certain cutoff date, they're in. And if you're trying to clear up a backlog, and if we're moving tens of millions of applications, you know they've got to literally work at warp speed, and we're not talking now about the vaccine. 
Well, you can't work at warp speed if you deny applications because it takes days or weeks to deny an application, and then you're likely going to need an investigator to go out and conduct a field investigation, and they don't have any. So basically, people are going to lie, and the government's going to swear to it, and we're off to the races. So, so that's the problem we have here. People will lie, they'll get their green cards, and we know from the 9-11 Commission that immigration fraud is the key method of entry and embedding. Terrorists claimed one thing, got that green card, got citizenship, and then they attacked us. And then Joe Biden, well, and by the way, so we're looking at maybe 12, 22 million, 25 million, but the number no one talks about is how many kids they're going to bring in because each alien who gets legalized will immediately have an absolute right to bring in all their minor children and their spouses. Now, we should be doing DNA testing. France does DNA testing. Donald Trump tried to do DNA testing, and he was attacked for slowing down the process. So what's to prevent an alien from getting, let's say, $5,000, and someone says, yeah, I've got a 14-year-old. Take him with you to America. Claim he's your son, and, and, and I'll give you, you $5,000. So we don't even know how many of these people will have children or as many as they claim. But I'm going to be an optimist and say, okay, supposing each legalized alien on average has only four children. Only four. It's not an unreasonable number. Four times 25 million is 100 million. We could have 100 million kids come to the United States permanently. The impact on the schools would be devastating. In fact, back in 2006 or 2007, the Congressional Budget Office did a study that found that it costs 20 to 40 percent more to educate children who are not fluent in the English language. So that money's got to come from somewhere. So what gets cut? Money for science, technology, engineering, and math classes. What gets cut? Money for early intervention for American children and resident alien children who have learning disabilities. Why is that acceptable? We keep hearing about compassion, but, it, but compassion never seems to apply to Americans or lawful immigrants. It always applies to the illegals. And we're always told what the special interest groups want. Well, corporations would like these workers. Restaurants would like these workers. These workers would like to be here. Okay. Has anyone ever asked Americans, hey, Charlie, is it okay with you if your kid goes to school with gang members and they don't build a science lab in your high school because they're teaching too many kids English as a second language? You okay with that, Charlie? No one's interviewing Charlie or Sam or Susan or Barbara or Joanne. No. Well, we keep hearing, the immigrants would like to stay. It's only reasonable. Their dream, they have a dream. Oh, and then we're told about the dreamers. Well, they're children. They know no other country. Baloney. Some of them are like that. In order to qualify as a dreamer, all that the alien had to do was claim that he or she came here prior to their 16th birthday. Claim. Claim. So what's to prevent a 30-year-old from walking into an immigration office? They couldn't be older than 35 uh, on the original Dream Act, but the Dreamers was age 31. So do we even know what their age is, really? So let's say a 30-year-old walks into an immigration office and says, I came when I was 14, and I want to stay. I'm a dreamer. You would have no way of knowing if that person came here 15 years ago or 15 days ago. Now, if he came here 15 days ago, and let's say he's 32 years old, I think he remembers the country he came from. But the argument you hear, well, they have no recollection of their native country because they came as babies. 
some of them did and some of them didn't. But understand what's going on here. This is a complete sham. And then Biden said, and for the aliens who pick our food, isn't it only reasonable? Why? If they were here on a work visa, that's fine. They got paid. That's why they were here. What does that have to do with citizenship? If they were here illegally, what indeed does that have to do with citizenship? So let's go back to the idiotic Reagan amnesty. Under the Immigration Reform and Control Act, one of the key provisions was that people who claimed to have worked on farms a certain number of days would then be qualified for amnesty. So we have a guy by the name of Mahmoud Abu Alima, claims he picked uh, um, beans in Florida. In reality, he was living in New York, never went to any farms, never in Florida that we know of, and he drove a cab. His license was suspended numerous times, but no one did anything to him. And eventually, Mahmoud Abu Alima, this alleged farm worker, got lawful status based on being a farm worker. But I'll tell you what he did plant. It wasn't beans, but it begins with the letter B also. He was the guy who helped to plant the bomb in the World Trade Center in 1993. And when it went off, it almost brought the tower down sideways. The goal of the terrorists was 250,000 dead people. As it was, they killed six, injured over 1,000, and inflicted a half billion, $500 million in damages. And he was an agricultural worker on paper, but not in reality. Why is it that the answer is always, and so we gave him citizenship? You're dividing up families. No, these people came, they knew they were coming. And if their families want to visit them, let them get a tourist visa. Why do they need a green card? One of my kids lives halfway across the country. If I was going to go visit him, I wouldn't move in with him. I'd visit for a week and then go home. And when I was an inspector at the airport, we saw this all the time. Around Christmas or Hanukkah, Easter, Passover, whatever holiday, whatever religion, whatever. The, you'd see lines of people coming from all over the world, Europe and Asia. And what's the reason for your visit? Oh, my brother became an American 20 years ago. We're coming to spend the holidays. We're going to be here for three weeks. Boy, I wish I had a dollar for everyone who came into my booth said something similar to that. So I would admit them, and they were here to spend the holidays. Why would that person need a green card to give up their residence in their home country to move in with their brother? Uh, and their brother is, is how old and they're how old? This isn't a nuclear family. These are the games that are being played. It's only reasonable if they picked our food that we give them citizenship. No, it's only reasonable if they picked our food that we paid them provided they should be here in the first place. My gosh, it takes my breath away. It takes my breath away. And that brings us to my more recent article that was just published a couple of days ago. But you understand, I, I think by now, my problem with Chris Magnus. So let's go to the videotape. And here was an article that blew my mind, and it caused me to write this piece. Profiteers of Biden administration's open borders policy, malfeasance has its reward. Well, it turns out that lots of money are now being wired to human traffickers and smugglers and kidnappers, kidnappers, so that their family members will be released. And if you remember, within the last few weeks, I've talked about how these children being brought across the border. Everyone said, well, the parents are renting out their kids. The parents are lending them their children. 
And I said, you know, maybe these kids are getting kidnapped. But no one ever wanted to talk about that because that sounds too horrible. What a PR campaign. Or what a BS campaign, perhaps. So now we know that there's all these people that are being kidnapped and the cartels are holding them hostage and the people have to come up with money. You know, your Uncle Charlie, we sent five grand and we'd send them to New York. Well, we got the five grand, but we've been thinking about this. And we need another five grand. Well, these folks that are sending the money aren't walking in with an envelope. They're going into money wire places like Western Union and banks, maybe the post office. And what caught my eye, Walgreens had other stores also offer wire service. And they get money for it. They get fees. So they are the silent partner for the drug cartels, the human traffickers, and the kidnappers. Could more people possibly be feeding at the trough? And that's why I've come to refer to what's going on on the border as the immigration delivery system. What's bad news for America and Americans is great news for the people making out like bandits. And they are making out like bandits, literally. And they don't give a damn what happens to America or Americans. Let's just stop and think about it. Whether it's Walmart, whether it's Western Union, they are facilitating the work of the smugglers, the kidnappers, the cartels. They're getting wealthy doing it. Do you think they want this to stop if it's a lucrative source of revenue for them? They're incapable of thinking long term. They see the color green and they freak out. The Green New Deal. Maybe this is what they mean by the Green New Deal. The money being wired to the bad guys. The Green New Deal. Wow. Take my breath away. And that was the point to my article. The numbers of people that are being smuggled into the country have increased tremendously because when Joe Biden said, you don't have to stay in Mexico, we will allow you to come into America and we will drive you to the bus terminal and we've told the agents that they're not allowed to arrest anybody without a warrant unless you have a serious criminal history. Well, if you want to talk about an advertising campaign, For human traffickers, Joe Biden is the face of that advertising campaign because this emboldens people. Illegal aliens, aspiring illegal aliens, and I've interviewed them, I've interrogated them, I've found the letters in their possession, are concerned. Jay Wiz, what if I spend $5,000 on a smuggler? What if the smugglers rape my wife and my daughter, and then I get caught by immigration and they send me home? That's too great a risk. I'd be worse off than if I didn't come in the first place. I'm not going to come to America. It's too dangerous, and there's a chance I might get caught, and then all that money that we need desperately goes away. What do we do? That's called deterrence. But when Joe Biden basically has told the world, if you come here, we're not going to look for you in this game of hide and seek. You can hide. We're not seeking. Everything's good. What you've just told these people is don't worry about being caught. No one's going to catch you. No one wants to catch you. And, in fact, it was remarkable because Fox News did a piece a couple of months ago, about a month ago. They were interviewing a number of former Border Patrol agents and Border Patrol chiefs. And this one guy was on, and I have a trim beard. This guy had a beard as big as his face. It was a great white beard. I I, I was kind of impressed. And he said something that really struck at the nerve of all of this. He said, 
it used to be that illegal aliens ran the border and ran from the Border Patrol. Today, with Biden in the White House, they run the border and they run to the Border Patrol because they know the Border Patrol isn't going to keep them. They're going to process them and they're going to send them on their way to the interior of the United States because there's no room for hearings and all's right with the world and they're going to get what they want. But they, they, they're now looking to find the Border Patrol agent to surrender to. And Joe Biden has the chutzpah to say this is Trump's fault. Wow. Wow. So, so look at what is now happening and, and where we are with all this. Because of Biden's policies, because of his decision to end construction of the border wall, end, for all intents and purposes, interior enforcement, where is the deterrence to prevent people to say to them, this isn't a good idea? No, it's a great idea. You want to come to America and you can make five times what you're earning in your home country? Wage is still terrible. Working conditions are awful, but still not as bad as back home. And then we hear about the people under temporary protected status. I've mentioned this before. I have to mention it again. America is probably the most humanitarian country on the planet. It always has been. I hope we will continue to be. God only knows with these crazy people running Congress. But if there was a tsunami or an earthquake or a volcano or a revolution or a mudslide, the United States would say, okay, we're not going to force you to go back to your home country because there's a disaster going on. Stay here where it's safe. And they did this with everybody. Well, I understand it with the elderly. I understand it with women and children. But think about it. They're doing it with construction workers. Well, if your country is ravaged by an earthquake, what's the first thing they need to start to do? Clean up, search the wreckage, and start to rebuild. And, in fact, very often construction workers are very good at searching wreckage because they're used to climbing around construction sites. How many construction workers volunteered to look for survivors at 9-11, at Ground Zero, and then they, they helped to recover human remains? These are construction workers. They're used to climbing around dangerous structures. Okay. So we have construction workers in America who are citizens of countries that suffered a catastrophe, and rather than saying to them, Go back to your country and build your country back so your families can move back to their homes. We're telling them, stay here. So you have guys putting roofs on houses in Queens when they should be back in their home country putting roofs on houses. And if you dare suggest what I'm suggesting, you're labeled anti-immigrant, uh, a hater, a bigot, or, you know, and on and on and on. When does the crisis end? We've had people get temporary protected status for 10 years. Is it over yet? Are we there yet? Construction workers working on houses here when they're desperately needed to work on houses back home. But again, the sentence, the punchline is always the same punchline. And so we gave them citizenship. And so we gave them citizenship. They pick our fruit, we're going to give them citizenship. Really? Is that how it works? We've entered the twilight zone. I really believe we have. I think Rod Sterling is somewhere out there puffing away on his cigarette. Um, this isn't real. This makes absolutely less than no sense. And it's endangering our lives. It's endangering national security. And Biden is running around saying, jobs program, 
a once in a generation, really, honestly, when these immigrants grow up, the children that I just spoke about, you, you could have 100 million more workers in the labor pool. How's that going to work out? And the way that artificial intelligence and automation are proceeding at, 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 at record speed, many of the menial jobs are going away and going away forever. Going away forever. We will need more and more educated Americans, but if you take our school system and overwhelm it with kids who can't speak, read, or write English, what's the likelihood that American children are going to succeed to the point that they're going to be able to do the jobs that require high skills. The odds aren't good. The odds aren't good. And yet Joe Biden is out there, you know, pounding the podium. I'm going to give you jobs and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Well, you know, there's a saying that if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't true. Joe Biden cannot deliver that which he promises. It should be readily apparent to everybody and anybody. And that's why I ask you, please check out the articles that I write for Front Page, uh, the articles that I've got up there over at the American Conservative. Go to my website, michaelcutler.net. Take this podcast, the link, if you go to, to, to the, you know, the Michael Cutler Hour. Send the link to your friends. Put it out there on Facebook. Put it out there wherever. I, I don't care. My goal, I mean, I, I, this program costs me. I don't make money with this program. There's no commercials, if you haven't noticed. No one's sponsoring this program. I'm simply doing this because I'm looking at the future, and my crystal ball, uh, not very encouraging, let me put it that way. We, the people, need to wake up and have honest conversations and hold the politicians accountable. Right now, the politicians seem to be doing a good job of holding us accountable with masks and everything else. Masks are appropriate. It's a charade. It's a charade. We're being cornered and we're being pushed around, and Biden stands there and says, well, the amendments to the Constitution aren't absolute. Yes, of course, they're not absolute, absolute, but that's bunk. I guess what we're really looking at is a guy who is drunk with power when he has a, a coherent moment on those occasions. But the antidote to the lies is the truth. And that's what my program is about. Trying to get folks to understand what the world looks like to me based on my many years of experience of enforcing and administering the immigration laws. I'm not pulling this stuff out of my left ear. I mean, there was a reason why I was called for over 17 congressional hearings in Washington. All I'm trying to do is give you the benefit of my many years of experience. It's common sense stuff if you slow down and give some serious thought to what I'm telling you and what they are doing. Both parties need to be held accountable. Anybody who seeks to represent the American people must truly represent the American people. When we go to a restaurant, we're extremely specific about the food that we want to eat, and we're very specific about the way that we want it prepared. And if the food comes out of the kitchen and we are unhappy, we send it back. And if that doesn't work, we generally leave. We vote with our feet. The same principle should apply to these politicians and the American voter. You're either with us or you're against us. You're either concerned about the future of our country and the future of our children and their children, or you're not. And if you are not, you need to find yourself on the unemployment line. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, this is the job that all Americans not only can do, but must do. The fact that Biden selects people to run Homeland Security, there's a reason that they created Homeland Security. It was to keep America and Americans safe after 9-11. And what Biden is doing flies in the face of that clear mandate. What more can I tell you? Chris Magnus is a sterling example, and his history speaks for itself. The man that would not assist the Border Patrol is now going to be running the Border Patrol. Possibly go wrong. I'm infuriated, and I hope you are infuriated. And these are articulable facts. And in fact, if you go to my article about Magnus, I quote the Washington Post. Yes, the Washington Post. Great quotes in that article about how concerned members of the U.S. Border Patrol are at the prospect of Magnus becoming the head of Customs and Border Protection. Clear stuff, folks. All I ask, please share it with as many folks as you can. Ask them to do the same thing and create that which I have come to refer to as my bucket brigade of truth. Because as I always like to tell you, democracy is not a spectator sport. I need your help. And that's the help that you can do. It's pretty simple. Get the link to this podcast and forward it. Get the links to my articles forward them ask the people to just read them they can disagree but the challenge is read the article and then tell me what's wrong with my reasoning pretty straightforward i thank you for spending the last hour with me i hope that all of you have a great weekend coming up i hope that all is well in your specific worlds stay safe be well and we'll see you again next week right here on the michael cutler hour so long everybody